The following shear has been presented by Dayan Yohannesson David Hul, Dayan for the Beis Havad in Yerushalayim, and is brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. The center can be reached for dispute resolution and many other halachic services at 888-485-VAD or at the halachacenter.org. Today we're going to discuss a very interesting shayla posed by the Kehilas Yankov, Marit Agazi, regarding Hilchus Eswik. And eventually we'll come back to Agamora in Yevomus, where it's suggested that there is a riot to the Hakir posed by the Kehilas Yankov. The Gemara in Sukkah says that an Eswik shall orla is possible. One may not use an Eswik, which is orla, which is the first uh, three years that a tree has been planted, the fruit is also by no, you can't have any benefit from it, you can't eat it, you can't have any other benefit from it. An Eswik, which is from orla, from a tree which has been planted in the last three years, cannot be used on Sukkot for the Mitzvah of Arba Minim. The Gemara says the fish ain't lay heter achila because it's not permitted to be eaten. And therefore, you can't use it for the mitzvah of Abba Minin. Yeah, there's no mitzvah to eat an esrog. The mitzvah is to take the esrog together with the law of an adas and arohas. But nonetheless, if the esrog has no heter achila, you may not use it for the Abba Minin. The Torah explains that this is done for the pasuk lochem. The Torah says lochachem lochem by Yerushalayim. You have to take for yourself. The Abominion. The Gemara Darshans that it has to be yours, it has to belong to you, and therefore you can't use a borrowed Eswag or a stolen Eswag on the first day of this. And Tesis explains that Agamor means to say that we also learn from this that it has to have a heterachile. It has to be yours, that you can eat it as well if you want to. And since an Eswag of Ola cannot be eaten, so it's not considered as Lachem, and therefore it may not be used for the Abominion. So it says the Gemara. Ask the Kehilas Yaakov an interesting Shalom. What happens if you have two Esrogim, one of them is an Esrog of Orla, and one is not, and they got mixed up together, and you don't know which one is which. So one of them is the Orla, but you don't know which one it is. The other one's perfectly kosher. So what should you do? Can you take the first Esrog together with your other three million, and then put it down and take the second Esrog with the other three million? One of them is kosher, one of them is possible, and therefore if you pick up both, one after the other, you'll have done the mitzvah. Or do we say that no, it doesn't even help to pick up both Eswagim one after the other. And the reason is, because each Eswag is now also the Ba'achira, you're not allowed to eat the Eswag. One of them you're allowed, and the other one you're not allowed. But since they're mixed up and you don't know which one is which, each esrog is sophic orla. It's a doubt whether it's orla or not. And the is a sophic doraisa lechumra. A sophic in a dinto, you have to go lechumra. So you're not allowed to eat either esrog. Machma sophic, because of the doubt. But in that case, since each esrog, you're not allowed to eat it, machma sophic, the fact remains that each esrog is also bachila. So it won't help you even to take one esrog after the other and say, Klapish Maya Galia, as far as Shemayim is concerned, the Rebbein Shalom knows which one is kosher, so I've definitely done the mitzvah with Monashah. Here we won't say such a svar, because Halachalamayim says both of them are also bachila, Machmas Asofik, 
And since each one is also Bachila, it won't help even to take one after the other, because they're both, to all intents and purposes, also Bachila nowadays. So that's the shine of the Kiris Yarikov. In the case of Sophie, the situation of that, where Klavish Maya Galia is revealed to the heavens, so to speak, that one of them is okay and one of them is not okay, does that mean to say that we look at it as if overall nothing's okay? Or do we say that we're more not sure one of them's okay? So that's his Shaila. Says the Kiris Yarikov, I can bring you a proof to this Shaila from the Gemara Psochim Daf Peches on the base. That the Gemara says that if someone sent Shaliach uh, to Shech for him a Kohen Pesach and uh, Kohen Pesach can either be a Gedi or a Tzeleh a young goat or a young sheep and the Shaliach forgot which one the person who sent him um, has requested if he does the right one then the person who sent him the Odun it's the man ever there has been Makai in the Mitzvah of Kohen Pesach but if he gets the wrong animal and he acts not upon the instructions of the Odin, then the speakers is bottle, he hasn't done what he was supposed to, and the Odin has not been yet to the mitzvah of Kohen Pesach. So the one there talks about a case where he took both, he took a Gedi and a Taleh, and he shakted them both for the Odin, and the Gemara says that the Odin now, if the Odin himself now forgets which one he asked for, so he cannot eat from the, either of the, of the two Kogolas, the Gedi and the Tzler, because it might be the wrong wine. And if it's the wrong wine, he's not allowed to eat it, because he's not monitored on that Korban. And therefore, he can't eat either of them, because each one, he doesn't remember which one is the one that's supposed to be for him. But nonetheless, he's been going to the Mitzvah of Korban Pesach, and he won't need to bring a Pesach Sheni, because the Mitzvah of Korban Pesach is to check the Korban Pesach and to eat it. But if you didn't eat the Gazais, just it's not Ma'akev, the kiyum of the mitzvah of offering up a Koran Pesach. And therefore, you won't have to bring a Pesach Sheni. So the Gemara there, the Omar Abaya, Abaya says, that that only works if the Odin remembers B'Shah Zerika Saddam of the Koran. He knew which one was supposed to be his, but afterwards he forgot. So now, practically speaking, he's brought a Koran Pesach. He can't remember which one he ordered, and therefore he's not allowed to eat either, but he's going to the mitzvah of a Koran Pesach. Says Abayah, but if the Shah's Rikas are done, when the Koran was being offered up, already then the Odin had forgotten which one he had ordered, then the Koran Pesach was not offered up for the Odin, because since the Odin can't remember which one it is, he's not going to be able to eat either of them, and if the Shah's Rikas are done, the Koran may not be eaten, then he's not been eaten, the mitzvah of, uh, of bringing Koran Pesach. Says the Kedish Yankov, so you see from here that we can prove one side of the Shara that we had before. In this case, again, the evidence is bringing two common Pesachs, a Gedi and a Tzeleh. I mean, one of them is going to be the right one. Nonetheless, if the Shah's Zerika Saddam, it, it's not clear to the Odin which one is he's going to be eating, because he doesn't remember which one this is. Even though Klavish Maragalia, one of them is allowed to eat, since he doesn't know which one it is, he won't be able to eat it, and that's enough to say the common Pesach is possible and he has to bring a Pesach Shemi. And we don't say, Klavish Maragalia, he's brought a Korban with Monashach. So we see, Lechera, that one side of our Sophic has been answered. In other words, we would say the same thing by Ephraim Lechera. Since, if we have two Eswegim, one's on and one's not, we don't know which one's which. 
since each one is also misafik, that tells us that you can't be able to at all with this S-word, even if you take one of them after the other. And it's not going to help the Sephora to say, Klapish Mayagali, that we monof shofu yotu. So says the Gavis Yankov, to bring a ride from there. The Chikwe Leif brings, uh, in Yerodeya, Chedek Alasim and Tzadikvav, brings a ride from a Gemori in Erevin. Daflamad Hay. Now it's talking about the Musik of Erev Tchumin. A person's allowed to go 2,000 numbers outside the town. If he wants to go further than that, before Shabbos he has to leave his Erev outside the town, and from that point on he can walk a further 2,000 numbers, because it's considered as though that is his house. As long as he left his Erev outside the town at a special point, within 2,000 amas of the border of the town, before Shabbos. So then he can walk from the town to his Eruv, and from the Eruv a further 2,000 amas. Now the Eruv is a meal. It's food which is uh, available for him to eat, and by placing it at a certain spot outside the town, it's as if he's conveyed, as if he's fixed, that so that's where his home is for the duration of the Shabbos. Because a person's home is considered where he's going to be eating. So he doesn't have to actually eat the Eruv, but as long as there's a meal there for him, it's considered as if it's his home. This is the of the Rabbonon of Eruv Tchumim. Says the uh, uh, Gemara that if the Eruv is something which is Tomei and, and Tahar, he's got two loaves of bread, the Truma, and one is Tomeo and one is Tahara, and he got mixed up and he doesn't know which one is which. The Tomeo one he's not allowed to eat, the Tahara one he can eat. So he places them both at a certain spot outside the town, and it says, whichever one is the one that I'm allowed to eat, that should be my Eruv. So the Gemara says there, this Machlegas Tanoim, Ben Rameh, Rabbi Yudah, the Gemara says, in this situation, Ben Rameh, Ben Rameh, either way round, the Eruv is possible. Because you haven't got an Eruv which you can eat when Shabbos comes in. It has to be Mibayim, available to be eaten. It has to be edible and available to be eaten from a halachic point of view as well. And since you've got two rolls here, two kikoros, one you're allowed to eat, but the, one, the other one you're not allowed to eat, machma sofik, you won't be able to eat either of them. Because of the doubt, you won't be able to, practically speaking, eat either of them. Therefore, this aim of this bottle is invalid as possible. It's not considered that you left a meal uh, in the place where you want your aim to be, because it's an inedible meal. Now, says the Chikre Leib, Again, these kikaras are only also misophic. Each kikar is nechora. One of them you're allowed to eat, and one of them you're not allowed to eat. Klapish maya galia, one of them is available for you to eat. You just don't know which one it is. So practically speaking, you won't be able to eat either of them. But in reality, halakhically, technically speaking, one of them is permissible to you. Nonetheless, the Gemara says that the Eruvin as a whole is not considered as an Eruv. Because since each one is not available for you, so we don't say it's okay, Klapish Magali and Shah, one of them is okay. But rather we say each one you can't eat, and therefore it's, it's possible. So too, if we were to apply the same logic to the Esrug, again, since each Esrug in our Sophic is possible, one of them is kosher, one's possible, but each Esrug, practically speaking, you can't eat because it's a Sophic, and Sophic derives from the Hummer, therefore it's considered as if it's possible entirely. So who says the Chikwilei? So we have two rise to the Shaila, one for the Gemara in Tzachim, and one for the Gemara in Erevin. Comes another Sefer called the Beis HaShu'Evo, one of the Gedolia Postkim from the city of Tiberia in Erevin Israel, going back about 250 years ago. And he brings the Shaila of the Kilsankov and the Raya and the Raya of the Chikwilei from Erevin, 
And he's doing both the rise. And he says there's no rise from the Gemorim Sochim, firstly, because in the mitzvah of Korm Pesach, it's true that there are two separate mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah to be mak of a Korm Pesach, and there's a mitzvah to eat the Korm Pesach, to eat the rice of the Korm Pesach. But principally, the main idea of the Korm Pesach is the Achila. The Achila is a crucial part of the mitzvah of Korm Pesach. The whole purpose of being mak of the Korm Pesach is in order to enable you to be able to eat the mitzvah of Korm Pesach. And therefore, it's a critical part of the mitzvah. It's not just a condition in the mitzvah that it has to be available to be eaten. In that case, if you can't eat the common Pesach, then the whole hakrono is a waste of time. Because the idea of that Krono Pesach is in order to be able to enable you to eat the common Pesach. So if the Gemara says in such a situation that if at the time of the Zukas are done, the Odin doesn't remember which common is going to be the right one for him, then the common is possible. That's because there, the Achino is an intrinsic part of the mitzvah. The mitzvah is to bring it to, in order to eat it. And therefore, in that case, I can understand the Gemara saying that if at the time of the Zrika, at the time of the Akrova, you don't know which one you're going to be able to eat, then it's possible that we don't say, the mitzvah of Akrova, and you won't need to bring a piece of shame. But in the case of the Esrit, there is no mitzvah to eat the Esrit. The mitzvah is the tilas lulav, to take the esrit together with the other three minim and do the nanuim. There's no mitzvah to eat it. It's a tenai, it's, it's a condition in the mitzvah that you have to use an esrit which you are able to eat. But not because you need to eat the esrit. It's a, just a condition in the mitzvah that if you want to do the mitzvah properly, what type of esrit you need, an esrit which you are able to eat. In that case, it's possible that we will apply the spar of klapish by galia. Since Mimonachshok 1 is kosher and you can eat it, that will be good enough to fulfill the condition. You can't learn from the case of Koron Pesach to the case of Esrit. In Koron Pesach, the Achille is the main element of the mitzvah. And therefore, if you can't eat it, even if it's only Machma Sofik, Halacha Amais, I can understand that there, you haven't been become the mitzvah Akrova either. Whereas with the Esrit, since it's only an outside condition, it could be that in such a case, since Kabbish Ma'agalia, one of them is mutter, that would be okay, as long as you took both of them one after the other. In a similar vein, but perhaps even more significantly and more understandably, the Beis HaShoeva asked the same question to be doicha the raya of the chikrile from Erevin. And in the mitzvah of Erevin is also, the whole point of the Erevin is that when you put a meal in the place where you want your Erev to be, that's kiver where you live, because that's kiver where you're going to eat, so to speak. If there's, like, if there's a meal there which you can eat, then it's considered as if you live there, and therefore you can go further to our 2,000 numbers from that place. But there, the element of eating is a crucial part of the, of, of, of the concept that I in. If you can't eat it, then there is no Erevin. And therefore I understand that if you can't eat it, eat it even if it's only machmasophic, and Klapish Maya one of them is available for you to eat. Nonetheless, if practically speaking you can't eat it, there can't be an Eruv. But, or to put it more succinctly, a person's abode is where his meal is. A person's abode is not where his meal is muttered to him, I'll be long to Klapish Maya but practically speaking he can't eat. At the end of the day, you want to be kaveh, that's where he's living, that's only where he can eat it. If he can't eat it, even if Klapish Ma'agalia technically he could eat it, Halakha Ma'isi can't eat it, and then that's not, that's not an Eruv. 
I'm thinking again, my Esrug, the mitzvah is not to eat the Esrug, the mitzvah is to take the Esrug. Neither tonight has to be able to be eaten in order for it to be kosher. In that case, perhaps Klapish Ma'agali is good enough to allow the Esrug to be kosher. So those are the two rise of the, uh, the Kiddush Yankov and the Chikrei Leiv, that the Beis HaShoeva is doicha both of the rise. Comes along the Beis HaShoeva and says, in fact, I'm actually going to bring you a Raya Lehebo. I'm going to bring you a proof from another Gemara that Klavish Ma'agalia does help to, be, to, to, to enable you to fulfill a mitzvah or to enable you to look at the, what we have in front of us as something which is Mimonaf Shokhoke. His rise is from a Gemara in Chulim Tatsadikei on the face. There the Shailim is there's an opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. The, the Tanakhama says that the Gid HaNosheh applies whether it's the sinew from the right hand side of the animal or from the left hand side of the animal. The Gemara says that Rabbi Yehuda says that uh, it's unclear which side. But Das Noite is inclined to say that uh, the Gid HaNosheh is only on the right hand side of the animal. Only that one is forbidden. So the Gemara is a Shailim. Do Rabbi Yehuda leave it with a Sophie? He's not sure which one it is. Or do Rabbi Yehuda actually decide and pass the Nalok there's only the right hand side which is also but the left hand side gid is actually kosher that's the side of the Gemara there so Gemara brings a raya from a, a bright in Pesachim again it's talking about Achilles Korim Pesach and the Gemara there says that Ha-Tomos V'Hagidim V'Ha-Noisa all of these things have to be uh, burnt on the 16th of Pesach we eat Korim Pesach on the night of the 15th but on Yom Tov uh, it can only have tulchatzais. Anything which is left over is noise and has to be burned. You can't burn it on Yom Tov itself. You have to wait till after Yom Tov to be burning it on the sixteenth. So says the Gemara. Says the Gemara when it says there, Gidin. What type of Gidin is it referring to? What kind of sinews is it talking to? If it's talking about sinews which are edible, well then eat them. And if you did manage to eat them, then it's noisa. And that, that carries on the brushes to say, well, Thomas might give him Vaham noisa. Well, that's included in noisa. It doesn't have to say a special category of Thomas. If they're edible, they're of Gideon. If they're edible, then they should be, uh, uh, they should either be eaten or if they're left over there in Bechlau noisa. It doesn't have to say Gideon Vaham noisa. So the Gemara, if it's talking about Gideon which are inedible, because they're so hard and tough that they're not edible Bechlau, in that case, that you don't have to burn them at all, even on the 16th, because anything which you cannot eat, because it's not part of the edible part of the animal, then there's no din to eat it, and then therefore there's no din of noisa. It's not left over, because you weren't supposed to eat it in the first place, because it's inedible. So what are we talking about when this Bryson, when it says that Gideon can be considered as noisa and a burnt on the 16th? So the Gemara, surely it's talking about a case where it's the Gideon Oshir, um, of the uh, of the left hand side of the animal, and it's a suffix according to Yehuda whether that's included in the issa of Gitavanshe. Says the Gemara, and therefore you can't eat it. according to Yehuda because it's a suffix that rice will be allowed to eat it. Nonetheless, you do have to burn it because Alatzad on the side that it is actually edible, that it is bosfer, it shouldn't have been eaten, and it should have been eaten, and therefore you have to burn it. It's nicer. Says the Gemara, no, it's love Dafka. It's not a riot that that's what Rebuilder holds. It could be Rebuilder holds that, um, that, that, uh, it's talking about the Gidanosha and Sajimin. Rebuilder decided only that is Gidanosha. But we're talking about a case where there was two Gidin. One was a Gidanosha which was Osa, and one which was something which was Takamuta. And they got mixed up. And we don't know which one is which. So again, we'll have the same result. 
Halakha Lamaisi won't be able to eat it, because it's a Sophic, Sophic Doraisa. Each one of them is a Sophic Doraisa in front of you, you won't be able to eat either of them. But Lamaisi can have to burn them because there's a Sophic Nostra, because the one which is edible, which you're Alpha, which you're allowed to eat it, uh, if it's left over, needs to be burned like Nostra. Well, says the Mesa Shreva, Bain, learn have a minute, Bain, if you're Moscona. In both cases, we have a case of something which is a Sophic. It's something which is doubtful whether you're allowed to eat it or not. Sophic don't rise, so if I'm not you're not allowed to eat it. But nonetheless, it's clear from the Gemara that there is a mitzvah of Moser, and you do have to burn it, because it might be that it was mutter to eat it. So, practically you can't eat it, but there's still a din of Moser al-Adzah that you could have eaten it. So the Beis HaShreva asked, so we see that we can be patient our Shaila with the Esed the other way, and say, on the contrary, it's clear from this Gemara that something which is awesome misophic, even if it's awesome misophic with the Raisa, and Allah and Allah say, you're not allowed to eat it, nonetheless, Klapish Maya Galia, if it's true that Klapish Maya it, it, it is actually kosher, then we don't say, it's, since you couldn't eat it, there's no din of Nosa. Rather, we say that Klapish Maya Galia, you could have eaten it, and if there is a din of Nosa, so misophic, you're going to have to burn it. And we don't say, but if it's awesome misophic, then it's not Bechal the Mitzvah of Nosa. It's awesome misophic to eat, but you still have to burn it because Allah said that it's mutter, there is a dinamosa. So too, in the case of the Esrug, each one of the Esrug was also be suffered because one of them is an oral and one of them is not, we don't know which one it is. But Kabish Maikalia, that doesn't mean to say that it's not kosher Achila. So therefore, if you take each one in turn, you'll at least be going to the Mitzvah in one of Shaf. That's the uh, Raya from the Beis HaShoeva to the other side of the Sophie. Finally, we come to Agamor and Yevomus. There's a Chibas Rav Pa'alim in Chelik Aleph of Orach Chaim Simulamanei who brings this whole Shaila and he comes to bring a Raya similar to the Beis HaShoreva from our Gemara and Yevomus. The Bryce says, Hasveikos Chotos below Mr. Yavmos. If you have a situation of Sophic Yibum, then you do Chalitza rather than Yibum. He explains this Gemara, it's talking about a case of someone who married one of two sisters and he doesn't know which one of them he married. And then he died. So he has a brother, he has no children. The brother comes along to do the mitzvah of Yibam. Now he can't do the mitzvah of Yibam because he doesn't know which one to do Yibam to. And since they're sisters, if he does it to the wrong one, it's Achros Skukoste, which is also. And therefore, he can't do Yibam to either of them. Nonetheless, since he can't do Yibam, there's still a mitzvah of Chalitza, and therefore he does Chalitza to both of them. Says the Gemara, but there's a halacha of kol she'ena oile le yibum, ena oile le chalitza. Anyone who cannot do yibum for whatever reason doesn't have to do chalitza either. So only if you're able to do yibum, you don't want to, then there's a mitzvah chalitza. If you're not allowed to do yibum, then you're not allowed to do. Then there's no necessity to do chalitza. So why here do they have to do chalitza? Answers the Gemara. The man, the Yovim, can't do Yibam because he's got a Sophic. He doesn't know which one is permitted to him and which one is also. So practically he can't do Yibam. But nonetheless, says the Gemara, if Eliyahu is a whole lot of to come along and were to say, this is the one which he, which he married, and explain to us which one it was, then you'll be able to do Yibam to that lady. And therefore she is Oyla Yibam. And since she's Oyla Yibam, she's Oyla Chalitza. Practically speaking, in other words, he can't do the mitzvah of Yibum because each one's a Sophic. But nonetheless, there is a mitzvah of Yibum here, and therefore, uh, whoever it is, is Oyla Yibum, and then therefore is Oyla Chalitza, and therefore he has to do Chalitza to both of them be Sophic. 
Ah, says the Rav Paalim, here again we have a riot to our Shaila. The Gemara clearly says in our Gemara Yavomus that even though something is also misophic, and also in Antonio misophic, because there's a sophic arise in the Hubra. There's a 50-50 sophic on each one, and therefore it's also in Antonio. You cannot do Yibum. Nonetheless, the Gemara says, since Klapish Maya Galiwell, you are our to come along and tell us we would know, so we cannot ignore the fact that there is someone here who is Muta for Yibum, even though we don't know who it is. And that person is Muta Yibum, is only Yibum. And since that person is only Yibum, there is a mitzvah of Chalitza. On the other side of the, sh- the Chakim that we had before, were we to say that anything which is also misophic means that it's also entirely, even though it's only misophic, we should, like the Gemara says, say that since misophic he can't marry either of these, they're not only Yibum at all. Even though they're not only Yibum misophic, but practically, they're not in the at the end of the day. And therefore, they shouldn't be in the Chalitza. The Gemara doesn't say that. The Gemara says on the contrary. Even though you can't do Yibam, that doesn't mean they're not in the Liebum. And therefore, they're in the Chalitza. So we see, says the Rav based on to the ride that the Beis HaShu'eva brought from the Gila Noshvakom Pesach, the other side of the Shaila. We see the Chura proof that if the Esrug one of them is definitely kosher, even though you don't know which one it is. So neither of them have a heta achila lemaisa, but since klapish maigalia, one of them has a heta achila, that doesn't mean that we ignore the klapish maya, and therefore one of them is kosher, and therefore you can pick up both those words one after the other, and be yoked to the mitzvah, So we have two rias, from one from the Kedesh Yankov, and one from the Chikwe Leiv to one side of the Shaila to prove that if you cannot uh, eat it even if it's only Machmasofit, Allah HaMais, if you can't eat it it's considered as though it's possible entirely then we have two, with both those rise the Beis HaShareva was Deikha on the other hand we have two rise for Kesh, from the Beis HaShareva and the Rav Paralim who say that even though Machmasofit is something also we cannot ignore the Klapish Galia and therefore in the case of the Kom Pesach there, there will be a Mitzvah Deikha in the case of the Yibum there is oil aliyibum oil achalitza, and who would in the case of Esri, the Chori would be Yotza. It's a fascinating shayla, and this swallow of the candle, the candle can think about it yourselves. I just want to add a thought at the end of this to possibly be mapakpek with the, on these rias, the, these latter two rias. Uh, if we think about it, what is this concept that the Esri has to be mutalachila? As has been pointed out by the Mesa Shrevi, you don't have to actually eat the Esri. It's a Tanai in the Esri that it says Lochem. The Torah says it's Lochem, Lochem, it's going to be yours. And the Torah explains that the Gemara understands that to mean it's going to be yours, the Heterachila as well. Fair, so what does that mean? It's very possible the Gemara means to say it's not a new Josh of Lochem, Lachila. It's the same Joshua of Lochem that's going to be yours. Just like it's going to be yours, not borrowed and not stolen, it has to belong to you. Anything which belongs to you, but it's Mugbal, there is a limit to the things you can do with it. It's also Barakhil, also Barakhil, you can't have any benefit from it. Then even if it technically speaking belongs to you, it's not entirely yours. It could be that's what the Gemara means. When it says Lochem, it has to be Muta Lachil as well. If that's the case, it's possible that there's no Raya from the two cases which the Beis HaShem and the Chikre and the the Rav Pa'alim brought. Why? Because in both those cases we're talking about Isra Heta. But like, I'm a carbon Pesach. If, if it's a uh, Gid Anosha which is forbidden, 
then, then, then you don't have to you don't have to burn it as noisa because you're going to need it anyway. If it's mutter, then you do have to burn it as noisa. If you don't know if it's mutter or asa, then you're not allowed to eat it, but you have to burn it as noisa. Because when it comes to shayus of isa beheta, I can understand that there are places of mitzvah of noisa. Depend, even if it's only klapish ma'agalia, halach l'mayish you can't eat it, but klapish ma'agalia you can. So on that, the Torah gives you a mitzvah of noisa. Similarly. In the case of the Yibum, you can't marry either of these to do a mitzvah of Yibum, because you don't know which one is the one is mutter and which one is the one is rosa. But if any are not able to come along, in other words, Klapish Ma'agalia, there is one who is mutter, so the Torah says intrinsically there is a mitzvah of Yibum. That's enough to make it called Oda the Yibum and Oda the Chalitza. But when you're talking about the Eswag, it's a Tanai in the Eswag, it's an outside factor that the Eswag has to be mutter lachem. If, practically speaking, you can't eat it, your bias is mufbal. What does it help to say, klapish ma'agalia, the Rebbe knows which one's okay, and which one I can eat. But halacha l'maysa, practically speaking, you can't eat it. And if lochem means that you need to be able to eat it to be considered yours, since the mice you cannot eat it, because it's awesome esophic, it's not going to be considered as lochem. Here, klapish ma'agalia won't help. It's no riot in the case of noisa, and the case of yibum, because those are cases of Isra'eta, the Torah places a mitzvah on you because the Torah knows what the MS is, Klapish Ma'agalia. But when it comes to a tonight that hasn't belonged to you, and if it's true that something which is Osa is not considered as belonging to you, then it doesn't help you the Klapish Ma'agalia. The Ma'is of the Esru, you can't eat. Halakha Ma'is of the Misafik, you can't eat it, and therefore it's not called Lachem. And I would add an extra stage. It could even be, even if this concept of Heter Achila by Esru is not a, a, a Haggadar in the Bios in your ownership, but it is a separate concept. Something which has to belong to you. It also has to be available to you. It has to be available to you to do with it whatever you want. Not because otherwise it's not yours. But because we also learn that from a Josh of Lochem. Lochem, you're going to be able to do with it whenever you want. Even if that were the case, I could still argue that since you cannot eat it, it's not considered Lochem. It's not considered you can do with it whatever you want. And therefore, it's not going to help. Again, there will be no raya from the concept of, of Naisa and, 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 and the, the, the Sukhya of Yibun. In both those cases, again, the Torah puts a mitzvah on you of Naisa and a mitzvah on you of Yibun. In both, uh, in both those cases, even in a Mitzvah, you can't eat the Koran Pesach, you can't eat the, 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 the Sophic Ilanosha of the Koran Pesach. And you can't do the mitzvah of Yibun Machmas Sophic, but since Kapish Ma'agalia there is a mitzvah of Noisa and of Yibun, so the Torah places the mitzvah on you because of Kapish Ma'agalia, Ilu El However, in the case of Esuk, since uh, Esuk has to be Lochem, whether it's a din in violence, it has to belong to you entirely and have a hetachilo, or even if it's not a din in violence, but it's a concept that you have to be able to eat it in order to be, to be considered as Lochem, Lochot, Lochechem. Halochem, Maitha, practically speaking, if you can't eat it, even if it's only Machmasophic, the, the fact that the Klapish Ma'agalia is technically Mutter, doesn't help you in the case where you need it to be mutal achila in order to fulfill the requisite tanai of lochem in order for Esau to be kosher. Akubalim, at any rate, it's a very interesting shayla, there's a lot more to talk about it. You can think through again. On the one hand, we have the Kiris Yaakov's Raya from Karm Pesach, which was at the time of Zerika, shechted, the Bayim had already forgotten which one he wanted, and there the Gomorrah says, that in that case he would, he would, would have to bring in a Pesach Sheni, the Chikwe Leib's right from Erevin back 
if it's a sophic that you're allowed to eat it, then practically speaking there is no Erevin. Both those two rise seem to suggest that in the case of the Esrug, both Esrugin will be possible, and it wouldn't help to take them one after the other. And then where the other two rise the other way around, from the base of Shaivo, in the case of the uh, sophic Gidanosha Bekom Pesach, where there is a Mitzvah Mitzvah, and where the, the Raya of the Rav Pa'alim, in the case of Agamor and Yavomus, was a sophic that you can do even when there is a Mitzvah Chalitza, and both those Gemorahs seem to indicate the other way around, that even though Misophic, it is also, nonetheless, since Kapish Maya Galia, there is a Heta, and we cannot ignore that, and the Torah will place a Mitzvah of Noisa or of Chalitza, in such a situation. So we have two rise, one way, two rise, the other. It's an interesting shayla. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Base Havad Halacha Center. To sign up for the Halacha Center's weekly interactive e-journal, please email subscribe to info at thehalachacenter.org.